Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. the Dreamcast, and welcome to Replay Friday. My plan is to upload every other Friday an interview that I did for another podcast. And today, I'm on The Goal Show with Adrian McMillan. We talk about the backstory, the personal side to growing through success and all the ups and downs along the way. So let's get into the episode. The Life I Deserve, sharing creative ideas, inspirational stories, and fresh perspectives that will empower you to live your life to the fullest. Hi, I'm Jack Canfield, and you're listening to The Life I Deserve by my good friend, Adrian McMillan. Welcome to The Goal Show, brought to you by The Life I Deserve, and I am your host, Adrian McMillan, and I am honored to have today as a guest, Denise Walsh. Denise has helped over 1 million people find their purpose and fulfill their God-given destiny. Her global impact as a leader in the direct selling industry has given her a unique insight on what drives people to take action. As a certified trainer with Jack Canfield, an elite coach with the John Maxwell team and the author of the Amazon bestseller, Retire Your Husband. Denise knows how to tap into a person's ultimate potential to find their greatness. Her newest project is her best work yet, tapping into a combination of cutting edge neuroscience, biblical principles, and captivating real world stories. Her new workbook offers a step-by-step guide to take you from rut to revival the dream life workbook will be a turning point for all readers welcome denise hi adrian thank you so much for having me yeah it is my pleasure you are a, a just beaming with inspiration and motivation and all this positive energy it's just such a pleasure to have you on and if you're watching the video you can see denise's beautiful smile and all this energy just radiating please share with us how you became this positive, motivating, inspirational individual. All right. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for inviting me. I feel really honored to be on your show. And let's see, where do I begin? Um, I was born and raised near Detroit, Michigan. I am the oldest child of three and the oldest grandchild on both sides, which I say because as a teenager, I felt like a big honor and a big responsibility to be a good example for all my cousins because for some reason I thought they cared. Who knows if that's true? But um, because of that, I realized early on that what I did impacted the people around me. And so I worked hard. I got good grades. I did sports. I was never really like excellent at anything, but I was mediocre, pretty good at most things I tried. Um, I got to college, and I honestly started off in communications, journalism. I thought that um, I really enjoyed speaking, but realized quite quickly that 
I didn't really care about news. So I opted into the field of psychology after spending several summers working as a camp counselor. So I had been to camp myself as a high schooler and loved the experience. Just, I really know that when you get yourself out of your normal day-to-day and get involved and immersed into something different, you come back a different person. And so my first two summers in college, I worked in Asheville, North Carolina at a place called Recreation Experiences, and I led small groups on home projects. So churches would come to Asheville for their mission trip, and I was basically the site leader, meaning we roofed and did paint jobs and siding and like drywalling. And I was the person in charge of the home site and all of the campers that came and things. And I learned a lot during that time of number one service because we were serving the clients. Number two, I learned a lot about working with and managing a group because we would have some groups come that were awesome. They were focused and hardworking. And then we had some groups come who I had to, I remember one time I had to invoke a vow of silence. So we would actually work instead of just chit chat. I remember one time um, a group came down and the co-workers were like, or not the co-workers, the leaders, co-leaders were in a relationship and they kept flirting with each other. And so as a 19 year old girl, I had to say, all right, you're on this side and you're on this side and you guys need to like get your work done. Uh, so I learned a lot throughout that experience. And that's really where I generated this heart to serve because I saw what a blessing we could be to other people, but then also what a blessing service was to us. As you know, they say you you give, you also receive. And so those few summers were really important for my growth and development. I just treasure those memories. And then I decided that recreation or home repair was a bit too much physical labor. So the next two summers, I went to North or to New York. And in New York, I spent time with foster care kids. And so this camp was in uh was in Port Jervis, New York, and we would bus city kids two hours into the country and we worked with them for about seven days and then they would go back home. Sometimes they came back every single session because honestly their foster parents didn't really want them home all summer. So they came back to camp and we got to know them very, very well. And it was here that I decided psychology was the way that I could best serve the world because when I was at camp, I saw these broken Children who honestly were born into situations they couldn't control, shuffled around in the foster system, a broken system that was often abusive, and I fell in love with them. And and these children don't know how awesome they are. Uh, They feel beaten up and broken. And I felt like I could see them three steps ahead of where they saw themselves and that I could pour that belief in love into them. And I saw so much transformation just within their time at camp, confidence growing, belief growing, you know, they would uh, just find their gifts and skills throughout the summer. And I had an amazing time at camp. So it was there I decided that I would go to into psychology. I ended up going to Wheaton, which is right outside Chicago, a Christian college and got my master's in clinical psychology. And then I got my first job. Woo-hoo. You know the feeling when you like you all do interviews and you get that first job and you're like, I'm off to change the world. I had been in school for six years, right? College and then grad school. 
And so I was excited to finally be an adult and get my first job. And needless to say, in my corporate profession, it was, I went through what's called a quarter life crisis. You get a first, your first job and you're excited and I was ready. And honestly, it was more about policy, paperwork and procedure than it truly was about people. And I found these big dreams and these big hopes that I had really start to shrink. And I got comfortable. I remember thinking, well, I guess this is just my lot in life. I'll just make do with what I have. I didn't really want to be there anymore. There was no ladder to climb. I was overwhelmed. I had over 80 clients. I led six groups, anger management, depression group, um, family psychoed, which is for schizophrenics and bipolars. And I mean, like I just saw a lot. And, and in the mental health world, you see a lot. I uh, worked with lots of kids who had substance abusing parents in and out of jail. And just, it was just a really hard place to be. And I would, I was really good at finding meaning, meaning I would find one client who I really liked and say, oh my gosh, this is why I'm here. I'm here to love and serve you. And so I spent five years in that job, but thankfully God had other plans for me. And about two years in, uh, we found our current business and became distributors. And even though we knew nothing about business, entrepreneurship, I knew that I wanted something different because in my current spot, it just, it, I, w- I was a zombie. I was living for the weekends, but yet I stayed because I didn't really know what else to do. And I, I didn't know if the grass would be greener on the other side. So I stayed where I was, even though I didn't like it because it was comfortable. So with this new distributorship, my entrepreneur adventure, I was able to do it on my off time so I could still work my, my job, come home on nights and weekends, work my business. And within about two and a half, three years, my husband and I were both able to quit our full-time jobs. He was an aerospace engineer. I was the clinical psychologist. We quit our jobs on a Friday. Friday was my last day. And then on Sunday, we spent six weeks in Australia Uh, We worked our business down there, signing up distributors and creating a team. And we've now been with our company for almost 11 years, full-time with them for over eight years. And we, you know, it's so cool, Adrian, is that I got into the field of psychology because I love people and I feel like I can see the best in them, but yet I was doing it in a place that wouldn't really allow me to do that. And it was a system It was a system that couldn't really help them, to be honest. And so with my current business, I am still able to love, to pour belief, to help people get out of their stuckness, to teach them time management, to do all the things I was created to do, but yet I'm doing it in a way that truly can help them. So uh, it's a long version of my story, but I love how just everything kind of lines up and I didn't know it at the time but I'm doing exactly what I was created to do. And I love it. There are so many people who they're in that job that you described. They're getting by, they're making ends meet, but they probably aren't living their passion. They probably aren't fulfilled, but you had this experience from a very early age of really helping people, of really being there. And so you, you know, in contrast, then you went to this job and you're sitting there and you know that you used to make more of a difference. Exactly. That frustration, it sounds like what drove you out of that, which 
is great. Bless you for helping so many people and also just taking the initiative to move out of something that was comfortable, where you probably were making good money and, and probably had great benefits, but it's like, it just wasn't, you know, that you had more to offer. You used that to, to push yourself to, to, to find something that where you can really help people. Yeah. When you, when you feel your fire lit, when you feel like in passion where you're just like, this is what I'm supposed to do, which was those camp experiences. And then I go to the corporate world and I was like, my fire is dying. <laughs> and, and it's easy to stay. It is. It's easy to stay because change can be hard, even if you don't really like where you are. But I knew something had to give and that I had more to offer. And I just needed to figure out a way to do it. Awesome. What advice do you have for people who are in that situation? And they are comfortable. You know, I say that good is the enemy of great because they, they probably have a good job. They probably have a good life but they don't realize how fulfilling life can be. Mm -hmm. When I was in that situation and kind of in that hamster wheel, I guess you could say, I found that I was really good at saying, okay, what should I do? Tell me, give me the path. What, what's the right thing to do? And I would like pray and I'd be like, okay, tell me, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And what I realized later on is that all of those gifts and passions I had were already inside of me. And all I had to do is really listen to myself. And I heard an a interview recently by T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick. And T.D. Jakes said, oftentimes we're saying, all right, God, give me a table. Give me a table. I'm waiting for a table. And he's like, dude, there's a tree right in front of you. Like create your table yourself. <laughs> and so when I started listening to myself and, and really doing things that were in line with my passion, the how kind of figured itself out. Things started coming my way and opportunities started coming my way. Now that I was listening to what I was already good at, my, my strengths, my excitement, you know, that kind of thing. And, and then I just had to keep my eyes open for what was next. Great. A lot of times we have the answers. We know the answers, but, you know, acknowledging that and then taking action can, for a lot of people, be very scary. Did you feel any fear? Yeah. So honestly, fear is so normal. I have felt fear every single step of my journey. What kept me going was, first of all, community, sound, surrounding myself with people who understood the vision, who understood and were excited about going. I mean, my husband was a huge support. He was the one that saw the vision in our company even before I did. Our team was a big support, the CEO, all of that. I, I just hung around them, even though I didn't quite get it yet myself. So hanging around those people who are not just supportive, but also challenging you in the journey is important. But along the way, I honestly, I felt it all. I felt fear of success, fear of failure, fear, fear of what will people think, fear of what if it falls apart. Um, fear of putting myself out there and then like being judged for it. Fear of what, um, like leaving friends behind. I've had periods in my business over the past 10, 11 years where I've felt these, these things and I've had to decide, do I let that win or do I stay focused on what I wanted, which was to get out of my job and to bless people in a huge way. And so 
during those times, I did a few things. I stuck close to the fire, meaning the community. And then I also did a ton of personal development, a ton of reading, a ton of listening, a ton of learning. And I got really clear and excited about what I really wanted about life. And what I found is that those fears didn't necessarily go away, but they did get smaller. And they're because they're just a part of the journey, they're just a piece to the puzzle. I didn't take them seriously anymore. And what I think a lot of people do is they experience this fear, anxiety, um, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Is this all of that? And they think it's a warning sign. They think it's a sign that says, you're not supposed to do this. Turn around and go back. But what I have learned is that it doesn't mean anything at all. It doesn't mean, it's not a sign. It's not a warning. It's just being human. And so I got so loud about what I wanted that the fears started to dissipate. Yeah, so well said. You know, as a fellow Jack Canfield student, we know that we we have reality. And, you know, up higher, we have that vision of where we want to be. And we maintain that vision, then we have that tension, that tension, because it's we're not there yet. And then, so we start making progress because we maintain that vision. And then, yes, those fears show up. And like you said, I mean, it was, it's, it's so perfect. Yeah, so many people, oh, it wasn't meant to be. And like this roadblock is in my way. But if you maintain that vision, those answers will come. Like something will show up. Mm-hmm. The answer or the way around that, or even sometimes like how to use that to your advantage shows up. I found people would sign up in my business midnight, the last day of the month, right when I was working on a big goal or orders would come in that I wasn't expecting or, you know, a distributor would sign up and sign up five of her friends in a weekend. And I would be like, okay, hi, nice to meet you. Like things would just happen. And I think it's because I maintained that vision that like, as we know, our subconscious has got to figure a way to make it happen. And so my vision was just so strong that the, it just like the how had to come. Right. And even bigger than that, I think, is your purpose. You know, you know that you have the ability to help people. And that's, that's so important for people to, to find a purpose and to let that guide them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you find that, when you really feel, no matter what your strengths are, they're given to you for a reason. And when you listen to them and you acknowledge them and you realize that they're your unique specific gifts and you can use those gifts to influence others, you have a reason to get up in the morning. You know, you have a reason to stay up a little later. You have a reason to fight through the fear or to fight through the comfortability of what life can be because you know that there's something bigger to, um, to your purpose here. Tell me more about your business and how your business can help people. So I'm currently a distributor with It Works Global. Our signature product is a body wrap that works to tone, tighten, and firm the skin. And then we have a whole nutraceutical line as well. So vitamins, a greens product. We now have some keto-friendly products coming into the market. And so health and wellness wise, our products truly put good nutrition in your body. And we know that when we put good nutrition in our bodies, our bodies work to heal themselves. So it's a lifestyle line, preventative nutrition. um, And, you know, if you feel sluggish, 
if you've got low energy, if you've got some weight to lose, that kind of thing, our products can truly benefit you. And then alongside that, we work with distributors. So the distributors sign up to sell the It Works products and they join our team. And part of my favorite part is, of course, teaching them the what to do, the what to say on how to get uh, the products out into their market and how to expand their market. But then I also help them to kind of break through their own personal glass ceiling and personal limitations as most often the thing that holds us back is right in between our ears. So working on their self-limiting beliefs, um, creating a new identity for themselves and busting through their glass ceiling to help them continue to grow in their business, but then also continue to grow in life. And because of my psychology experience and then 10 years of working with distributors, we have kind of created a roadmap that will help identify what you really want because sometimes people don't even know what they want, which no wonder we're (laughs) spinning our wheels, but then also how to let go of fear, resentment, um, resistance, jealousy, the comparison game, and then create a detailed action plan in order to create and design your own dream life. And that is where the Dream Life Workbook comes in from working with hundreds of thousands of distributors over the years, we've found some common themes and some common points of breakthrough. And so we put this in a workbook style because I also know that oftentimes you can say, go do this at home and nobody does it. So (laughs) I wanted to create something where we did it together, where I gave you my examples and my stories of my own personal breakthroughs, but then I give you an opportunity to work on it yourself. So you do it in the book and then there's um, a daily journal accompanied with that because once you decide your breakthrough goal, then you need to consistently work on it. And then we have an action planner to help you create a detailed time management schedule as well. And so those are three products that are coming out in the next few months that I'm really excited about because honestly, we've been using it with our team for years and have just seen so much transformation that I'm excited to have a physical copy of it that we, that will truly um, bless anybody that's ready to change. Awesome. You know, what I love about you and what you have to offer is you genuinely want to help people. I know that because I know you. And so I encourage anybody listening or watching to, to get in touch with Denise because she really does love people and loves helping people to transform their life. So Denise, how can people get in touch with you and get more information? Yes. So you can find me on Facebook, Denise Heffron Walsh. Um, you can find me on YouTube and it's youtube.com slash Denise Walsh one. And then I do have a website, denisewalsh.com. And if you go to the website, you can sign up to be one of the first to know when the workbook is released and we'll give everybody who's on that list an early bird code so you can get a discount as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for offering that to my listeners and my viewers. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show today, Denise. Thank you so much, Adrian. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Denise Walsh was able to get her life on track by identifying her purpose in life. I want to help you to do the same. So I'm offering you a free gift. Go to the lifeideserve.com slash purpose for a free guide 
on why finding your purpose and your mission is so important and how to actually identify it. Again, thelifeideserve.com slash purpose. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list, and I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you, and remember to dream big. 